we're recording. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Cheers. Yay. Mm-mm. I'm having a Jans. Mm. Lovely. <sighs> it's so, gorgeous. podcast and champagne time in self-isolation. Self-isolation, that social isolation life that we're going <laughs> through right now. The Hell's Canyon tour was cancelled today. Fuck. Yep. Oh, my God. All over. Well, all over till next year. So they've said they – they oh, are we recording this now? Yeah, we are. Should we start the podcast because this is part of the podcast? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> hello, everyone. We do, we'll do the podcast first and then we'll catch up. Then we'll catch up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so hello, everybody. This is episode three of There's No Fizzness Like Show Fizzness, the Anchors podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a nice little um, effect on that because of the Skype. We're currently Skyping because we're both in social isolation lockdown. And um, so Katie's at home and I'm at home. Actually, I'm at my mum's house, but almost but There home. is champagne still. But we're still having our own champagne. Still do your self-isolating with champagne because you can't do a podcast without champagne not at all um or a friday afternoon without champagne so mm-hmm. luckily we got that in before we um well actually we did a quick trip out yesterday to purchase the champagne for another couple of weeks we've got enough oh really summer. you stocked up <laughs> yeah good on you yeah. yeah i feel like that's what i'm gonna have to do tomorrow tomorrow is my yeah the final Stop day up. because i reckon it's gonna be lockdown soon yeah Absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, and so, so what's yeah, happened? We're back. Yeah, we're so we're back. Last weekend, it's so weird because all this Corona stuff's happening. It feels like things are moving so fast. But it was just last weekend that we were in Canberra. It is, it, but it feels like actually that was ages ago now because so much has happened in the last week. But I know. and it feels like it would be insane to go to Canberra oh at my this point. There's in no time. way. But this time last week, we absolutely, if there was this situation last week, we would not have gone, even though we were slightly all secretly questioning it, questioning yeah. it in our heads is this a very responsible thing to do? Yeah. Um, but yes, we drove up. For seven hours. Oh, Dougie's here. Dougie's doing doing the podcast with us today. Hi, Dougie. <laughs> um, we drove up last Friday, seven hours in the car with three of us. That was not social distancing. Not at all. Um, and then we did quick quick um, rehearsal Friday afternoon, and in then the hotel room in Canberra. Right. Yep. And then Saturday morning rehearsed for a bit out in our special spot after a giant storm that we thought was yeah. going to cancel Yeah, we everything. got up. Remember how nice that day was when we were driving up? It was like 28 degrees, uh, it was beautiful, amazing. sunny, perfect day for a festival, an outdoor performance in a, in a theatre festival. It was beautiful. And then, uh, but then, yeah, huge storms. And so we thought that was going to kill it. But it was only it was just the coronavirus that killed the festival, yep. unfortunately. The weather turned out fine, but... Unfortunately, because of the situation we're in at the moment in the world, uh, very few people came to the festival, which we totally understand. But it was, yeah, it was a, it was a weird, a weird vibe that day. Mm, yeah, it was. It was strange, and also I felt so. Just to let listeners know what the piece we took up was, it was like a half yeah. an hour kind of durational piece with a solo male performer and it was based around this concept of a exercise circuit so it was outside and you and he 
kind of went from doing uh, push-ups and sit-ups to doing like weightlifting to doing like boxing um, and, then, and skipping and then he had a, um, a medicine ball as well that he was kind of doing exercise with and he kind of was doing the circuit and uh, we used like a kind of virtual coach kind of like Alexa or Siri to um, first be his kind of encouraging coach and being like yeah, yeah man good on you and then slowly kind of those comments changed to be quite gendered but to be gendered through a female lens so yelling instructions and expectations that a woman might experience day to day in her life and so this guy who starts out as quite masculine has to then try to confine or fit into the confines of being a well of following the instructions that Alexa is yelling at him and trying to expectations of of women yeah for example uh, even, you know, going through the motions, the, the same sort of fitness motions as, you know, doing um, the boxing, but within that, uh, instead of just being asked to punch left, right, uppercut, he was also asked to uh, to smile. curve his back and to flick his hair and to smile and to laugh and to enjoy it. And to not pant. Uh, and, and to yeah. not pant, exactly, and to take up less space. Um, yeah, so, and to let other, yeah. other people have a go and all that kind of thing until yeah. until it was kind of this uh, hyperbolic kind of having to try to keep up with all these instructions as well as continue this circuit. And so it was meant to be a visual metaphor about the fatigue of what it is to experience life as a woman and also just to, like, be constantly aware of all this all the expectations that are put upon women hmm. within because this kind end, of... instead of just just instructing in the end, we start to hear about all of the experiences that women have in, in our Western world of being paid less than men, um, being have, having difficulty moving up in their career. Um, being uh, governed but, by men. Being governed by men, that's right. Mm. Uh, and so we, it ends with, with a lot of statements about the female experience, which uh, results in him just working harder and harder and faster to try to try to get through all these obstacles, obstacles and get through this world until he actually doesn't know what exercises he's doing anymore. He's just working to towards uh, an unknown expectation and never getting it right. Mm. And I think, you know, on the way up we were talking about objectives within that piece and I think the word approval was a really great word because I feel like a lot of the time women are just trying to do the right thing and, and kind of seek approval from whatever situation they're in like is this the right thing is this how I should be responding and there's so many contradictive messages when you're a woman just in the world that every situation um, it's so different yeah and yeah and so like you're you know you have to be like make yourself look available but not too available and all that kind of thing everything always has this caveat on it exactly so I feel like those contradictions became really explicit at the end where he was just like didn't know how to uh, achieve approval from this instructor anymore and was yeah. just like, I don't know what to Anyway, so he did that twice and it was really strenuous and, like, good on him. Like he a 30-minute performance and essentially exercising for 30 minutes nonstop. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and also, so we kind of we did the first performance then we had to run across to um, the other side of the lake in Canberra 
to do our tech for uh, another mini performance that night. We teched it and then we kind of ran across and he had to do his second performance and then we ran and like quickly rehearsed this the <laughs> evening performance and like quickly. We, I, I, he we didn't even eat had anything much over. time in this evening performance yeah. and we did whip it up pretty quickly. Yeah, and but then, then but, we, we got there for this evening performance, which was the Sound and Fury after party uh, for Art Not Apart, and it's a huge... Um, uh, institution, I suppose, in Canberra, and a lot of people go to these parties, and it's really wild. And this was amazing because I think it was the ten-year anniversary or something like that, and it was in Albert Hall, which is a beautiful old, old building in Canberra, uh, and it was decorated so amazingly and lit so beautifully. And the entire evening was back-to-back performances. Mm. Uh, from so many different artists, um, interstate artists and Canberra artists, a lot of performance art. Um, and, and just so fantastic as well. Like yeah. I remember walking away from it being like there are, it was just such a celebration of people being brave enough to be absolutely themselves. Yeah. And I think. And the audience on their, on just so open and on their side and wanting to totally yeah encouraging experience yeah one of my favorite pieces from that was um this girl who like speaking of the contradictions that go into the expectations of being a woman there was this girl who did this performance art piece called Fairy Bread (laughs) where she um got up on stage and she had three backup dancers with her and they were all wearing pink wigs and like pink robes. And she was, she had all these streams in her hair and it was kind of like a strip tease, except we never saw her boobs because she, like she, it, the whole performance was to this jingle about how you make fairy bread. And so she followed the instructions. And so she was like, she was putting on the butter, but she was putting it on her boobs. And then she like stuck her boobs in all these hundreds and thousands. And like the look on her face was just so happy. Oh, and it was like, yeah, okay, so, so women strong. have to be like, sexy and yep. like available and like kind of promiscuous but also like love food and just like yeah. be all like nurturing and and be and also like love sweet food and and it was such a contradiction but it was it was such a fantastic way to so much communicate enjoyment that. In yeah the and so much yeah. like and yeah. also just the irony on her face was just like yeah, isn't this brilliant. ridiculous brilliant. yeah <laughs> so i really good. loved um that piece there was this amazing piece that i guess it was a little bit in the same vein as our performance of Circuit, uh, performed by a woman who was absolutely beautiful and had this amazing body and she carried a 50-kilogram ball and we just watched her move to the stage. To that and, and also. Stage with that 50-kilo ball. And also and it was to that song by Portishead. Yeah, Portishead. Uh, Give me a reason to, to be a woman. To love you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and just we watched her basically hold this 50-kilo ball on various parts of her body and not crumble, and we watched this amazing strength mm. as she she just uh, continued to balance this ball. It was absolutely brilliant and so uh, captivating as well. The audience were just stuck, and she didn't do any sort of performance with it. Uh, you know, there was nothing – crazy that she did with it she just held a fucking 50 kilo ball yeah it was was so powerful and also because I feel like what we were doing because our show actually went really well too we kind of it was like a distilled version of what we're done during the day to that song push me and then just touch me it's called satisfaction um and people went off like people loved it but I'm so pleased about that and yeah and I was yeah me too 
and, but I, and I but I feel like ours was about how like ridiculous it is being a woman mm. and all of the shitty expectations that you have to kind of yes. go through. The Whereas, pummeling. We kept talking yeah, about the pummeling, the pummeling of yeah. what it is. But hers was such a beautiful counterbalance because yeah. it was about That's how good word for a fifty kilo ball. Yeah, well yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, just just about how like despite all that, there's so much strength. Yeah, and there's like yeah. so much inner determination and survival and and calm. And, yeah, That's exactly. She, and ability. She, yeah, capable, calm, poised. Yeah, and he carried this this ball. There was no rush. There was no hysteria. There was no there was no showing off. It was just someone carrying a fifty kilo ball. And yeah, and achieving yeah exactly yeah and it was really cool it was like fuck women are amazing and like that with with all the other female performance art during the night it was i walked away being like oh yeah god i love women so female centric (laughs) yeah it was that that evening it was brilliant but super just so celebrated by everyone in the room and and a really lovely space to be in there was no sense of judgment no sense of hierarchy just uh, a celebration of humankind and human strength, and uh, and I think also you know considering I mean the Friday before was that the first press press conference we really had from the government around the coronavirus and starting to put limitations on things, and the fear was starting to really um, generate, mm. and it felt also that 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 played into that party that night as well. I've, I've seen a few people since on Facebook call it the end of the world party. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. I was just about to say, like, yeah. it was a good way to go out. Yeah. <laughs> like it was well, a fantastic was a celebration. Cheese, grazing table of cheese oh God, in the middle yeah. of the room. And that, that was gross. Definitely, if that didn't have coronavirus on it. But I'm so glad that I was with you because I feel like I'm just, I don't have the kind of cautious intuition <laughs> about that kind of thing so I would have been like yeah sure and like I would be sitting here right now being so sick like I would just have coronavirus right now if, if I hadn't like been a bit influenced by you being like I'm gonna avoid that cheese table Let's not touch the cheese Jesus. <laughs> well it also it was so debaucherous by the end of the night it looks like yeah. It some sort of Greek ritual yeah it was amazing <laughs> it was, it was, and I was I watched I remember seeing because it got a bit messy for some people by the end of the night but super fun messy but I remember watching someone pick up a giant, like, wheel of cheese and just shove it in someone else's. Oh, my God. <laughs> Disgusting. And I thought, oh, God, that's so fun. But then also, ew. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> not with this weird virus. No. Um, but, yeah, it, it has felt like the end, like, it was the last big thing I went yeah. to and it's probably the last thing I will go to in ages. For a long time, yeah. Um. So, you, so what's happened with you? Because you've got lots of directing stuff coming up yes well I did have also the beginning of this week so I we got back on Sunday night and then I drove to Bendigo on Monday afternoon after I taught classes on Monday morning and to to do a residency with Arena Theatre Company uh, with a playwright called Maddie Nunn who's work I'm directing later on in the year but this was a, a, to develop a script that she's written for young people with uh, VCA third year theatre making students which was super exciting to be part of and we had a great afternoon on the Monday afternoon but there was a sense of from everyone and it was quite unspoken 
of this doesn't feel right, that we should all be here in this room. And it's hard in this industry not to work closely together. Mm. All of our work is is very close. I mean, we can sit mm. at a table for a little while and have discussions, but generally we get up on the floor and there's And a also, lot of- you know, you don't want to create limitations around no. like creative yeah, exploration. Yeah, people's yeah. work. Um, so we had a great evening, a great afternoon, and we'd done some great work. And then Maddie and I did a lot of work on uh, moving forward from what we'd just what we'd um, had discussions around on Monday afternoon. But by mid afternoon, by by midday on Tuesday, the we got the call from the theatre company saying that we would still work that afternoon, but it would be that would be it because. It just wasn't safe and it just mm. didn't feel right. Um, and so we had a great afternoon. We still did some uh, amazing development on the play. Um, but, yeah, we then and, – and it was sad because we'd kind of started to make some lovely relationships with people, especially with these students who are going to be out in the world next year, in the, in the industry next year. Um, and it felt – it was really emotional on Tuesday afternoon. They were very, very emotional when they were told that it was over. Oh, really? And I think – yeah, I was – we were quite surprised. I couldn't look at them because I was going to start crying too. And I, I think it was it was less about the residency and more about the fear of not, you know, what was happening, the fact that this sort of thing had to be cancelled and, yeah, yeah I really guess, like, fearful. You know, you only get to do third year, like, acting, theatre-making school once in your Absolutely. life. And this yeah. happens to be the year you're doing it it means that you miss out on so many so much. Well, that trip, they had a trip to Berlin planned. Oh, really? That they were so excited about because they, they go to Berlin for a few weeks and see lots of work, do workshops, and then they come back and create a work in response to that. Oh, amazing. And, well, they can't do that anymore. So, yeah, there's a whole lot of um, sadness and melancholy and uh, anger and also fear tied up in all of that on Tuesday afternoon. But I've got to say... I felt incredibly relieved coming, being able to come home that night and mm. um, be home. Yeah, but yeah, we've. Um, I think we're just, we're just now. I, know, I mean, I know your your employment has closed yep. the time being, yeah, and mine has come to an end. Obviously, because we work with in public areas, so I teach a lot, and you work in in, in libraries. libraries. Yeah. Um, Although so since it's, it's actually been so end, weird though. Because, like, so since getting back from travelling in the middle of January, I, I think I felt like, oh, my God, fuck, I need to make money. Like, that is my, like, number one thing that I need to do. Go. Like, stay in the arts because you will definitely make so much money. <laughs> no, I just mean, like, <laughs> as many shifts as I can get, like, rah, 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 yeah. like, that kind of thing, like, prioritising that above doing my own, like, creative stuff. Yes. And so working my ass off around that and, and not prioritising creative stuff. And, okay, it's only been since Wednesday, so it's literally been three days. But I – it's actually – You've written a script. I've just – yeah, I've wrote a script in, like, two days. Like, I've, like, drafted an application. Like, I fit, I fi- I'm finding, like, this time because I haven't really allowed myself that – like, that kind yeah. of focus on, like, my actual work, which is, you know, yep. writing – it's just completely given me permission to be like, all right, cool. Well, I don't, I can't justify my life by the way I make money, which is being working in the library. So I'm going to yeah. have to justify it by becoming the best writer I can possibly be. Yeah, so off yeah. I go. And I've kind of shifted all of that focus and ambition in, into the thing I really want to do. So uh-huh. weirdly I found myself, oh, Dougie. <laughs> 
He's angry. He's an angry guy. He wants. He's to just passionate. Him. He's passionate about Corona. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I found myself like being like using the time really really well so far. I yeah, think that like so, if this goes, I'm so um, admiring of you because I have not. I've um, yeah, but you haven't had any fucking time as well. I think it's because I haven't had any time, and yeah. so I've just literally taken a couple of days, and I I also. I just needed to get my head in order a little bit and calm down um, to try and move forward because I've, I have developed a lot of anxiety around this whole thing. Um, and so I think just getting, trying to get things in order, stay off social media yeah, um, and just ensure that, ensure that there's, there's um, things in place. Like I, I went to Bunnings and I bought big tubs and I planted all these veggies. So we've got vegetables if we need it, you know. Excellent. Um, and I guess I spe- I did spend some time outside yesterday just just like doing lots of gardening. So yeah. I just kind of went back to nature for a little bit, which was really nice. Um, and, yeah, I think I just needed a little bit of a break. I think so I too. Yeah, to like having a morning where you know that yeah. like you're not like, okay, okay, I've got to get my shit together because, you know, by this point yeah. I need to be at this thing later on today. So rah, rah, just being like, oh, my God, like this morning like I can actually take my time yeah, and then sit down and do the thing that I need to do. Like all of that, the this it's interesting. So, have you ever heard of um, ep- epigenology? No. Oh, I've got to send you this um this link. So my housemate Emmy the other day told me about this thing that's like it's like a it's it's like a quiz about your body, and well, it's about how your body, um, because we live in a post colonial world we're all like we all have really different ancestors and the genetics within our bodies inform the ways in which we should eat and exercise and live our lives basically oh my god i want to do the quiz oh my god it's so good so and 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 the questions are so interesting because they're so like just like factual in a way it's like is your neck long and thin short and thin short and like chunky or yeah. like long and chunky, whatever, and it has like yeah. options and the pictures. Or and it's like, can you fit your your hand, your thumb and middle finger around your wrist, or or not? And like, just think, or like when you're walking, do you walk with your hands, um, like on like towards like your palms towards your body, or your palms like back? Oh wow! And like I just love things doing like this. that. Yeah. Send it to me. And then so and then and then it has questions like. Um, do you, uh, when you were a kid, like, were you like super, super wiry and thin or were you more like chunky or like all that kind of thing? And then, so it yeah. kind of like, uh, uh, uses all this data, all that data to kind of sort you in. I don't know how many, um, outcomes there Categories are, but sort are, you into yeah. a category. And the one that I got was just like so spot on. And like, oh I am a massive skeptic. Like, I do not believe in star signs. Like, all of that shit. I'm like, yeah, okay. But you could say, like, I could read any star sign and, and like try yeah. to like adapt it to who it. I am. Yeah. But this stuff was, I was like, oh my God, this is so interesting. And the thing it's certain things it said about me, I was like, yes. And the advice was like, you know, really interesting because like the advice was like, eat every like six hours. And I was like, that's interesting because like, I, that's very much the way in which I yeah. need You're to not eat. a big snacker. Not a big snacker. And also, like, I, I get full and then I don't need to eat for ages. Yeah. And, and then finally, like, oh, my like God, I'm fucking camel. starving. Yeah, yeah. 
and things like that. And like also like strength training is yeah. better for me than like running and stuff. Running. Anyway, ah. uh, and I was like, that's interesting because I do so, a lot of yoga. Anyway, so have you still got the weights from circuit? I do. I have actually been doing some weights. Brilliant. <laughs> um, I don't know why I started telling you about that, but. It's, I love it, and I feel like all of our thousands of listeners are going to love it. Too. Oh my god, absolutely! We can supply. We'll get a picture of you now, Laura. I know <laughs> uh, it's yeah. Anyway, so I, that's what I've been learning about too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> whilst, yeah. Great. Whilst being learning, in lockdown, what I said to Mick the other day, let's. What can we learn while we're stuck inside? Yeah. I recently saw, I think, an Instagram post about um, that movie Sabrina with. Um, the older one, yeah, the yeah, one with, with breakfast at Tiffany's yeah. girl. What's her name? Um, Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was, and I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen that film. And then I realized that like this could be the time that I use to like watch all those films all that films. I have never seen so that need to, need to watch, yes. including Beaches. You got oh, please. <laughs> come on, come still on. haven't, still haven't seen Beaches. Like yeah, but instead, like I was thinking about this, and then. I, um, my friend, like a while ago, I'd asked her to text me her login details for Foxtel Go. Um, and then like, she happened to, just as I was thinking about all this, send me the details. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. I'll do it. Perfect. And the first thing that came up when I lo- logged in was Sex in the City. <laughs> it knows you. It's like the quiz. If you listen, it's watch the quiz that you've just done online. And yeah. it's going, well, she's a sex of the city gal. Yeah, exactly. It's like, off Amazing. you go. And so then on last night I watched, like, or re-watched so much Sex and the City and it was so good. So good. So good in these times. Oh, absolutely. And also, weirdly, I was actually saying this to my hairdresser today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I started watching Sex and the City when I was 15, right? Like, and I yeah. loved it. And when I was 15, I was like, this is amazing. I used to, like, sit in, in my bedroom, like, in the window and smoke. Like, like watching Sex like City, just like Carrie, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, like, so as I, but like, I'm about to turn 29, and so that's like a long time to have continued to watch the same show. Yeah. And every like five years, I revisit it, and I have this different relationship to the storyline and to the characters and stuff. Yes. And it's like I'm like because I'm slowly approaching the age at which they begin. And yeah, so yeah, just yeah. watching it last night I was like, oh my God, these women are me now. Like I'm not they're, looking yeah. up to them. They're not they're, 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 they have like so many more similarities to them than I yes. have had and in the past. Awesome. They have such beautiful friendships. Oh my God, amazing. And I, also just it's them. it's such a well written show. I can't yeah, get over how well it is. It is. Yeah. It is. It's great. And it's like just the, yeah, the the uh, insight, or not even the insight, but the just hearing a female psyche in a TV show. Yeah. Like you don't get that. Yeah. And also the fact that they kind of, they pick subjects for each yeah. episode and then kind of quite, it's almost like an, an essay, but in a characterized way. They they kind of well, they kind delve of into it quite quickly, like and quite deeply. Yeah. Um, anyway, we all know Sex and City is amazing. Um, what else should we talk about for the podcast? Because otherwise, we finish the podcast and, and we can just, just catch gossip. up. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I guess. Okay, so we've talked. Well, so have you got? Have you? No, you're not going to see anything. Everything's bloody cancelled. Well, I tried to see um, Ash Flanders' end of. 
Um, and I booked tickets for it and I called them and they said, oh, sorry, it's been cancelled. But um, everything's closed. I really tried to see that. Like I haven't, you know, it's it's really hard and it's, it's very upsetting. Like I feel so upset for everyone that's lost out and stuff. Like, uh, like for example, you. Like you've just lost out on a tour. Yeah, well, yeah, but there's worse situations, you know, like there's. I was hearing about someone today who has just, like I think a month ago, signed her, signed a contract to go on tour with a show and uh, so then gave notice for her house, which has now been leased, and, and her casual jobs outside of that and so finished everything and then just got today, got the two-week uh, sorry, we're cancelling. So she has no house and no other jobs. Oh my God, that's horrible. And that's not that's that's like everyone, you know. Like how many people have we seen that we went to NIDA with on Facebook who are just saying, "My room is up for rent because I have to go home to where I'm from because the show I'm working on has yeah. been cancelled." And yeah. our friends who've moved, you know, who've flown across the country to go home because they can't work. Yeah. Um, Devis, I mean, we. I totally understand the rationale behind it, and obviously things have to close. But it is devastating. Like, how long is it going to go on for, and what it's going to do to the arts industry? And it's it's just really sad. It's one of those horrible, sad situations. Yeah, and I saw something the other day about how when the bushfires were, you know, at their worst, how artists, you know, were the people getting together and donating all of their time and skills. To, yeah. you know raise money and help yeah. people out and now all these the same people are being the first yeah. people burned from from this virus and, and artists will be the first people back when yeah. it all starts to come back trying to um bring life back into everyone's experience and trying to bring light back in uh, it'll be artists again. You know, already you're seeing all this awesome online stuff that artists are mm, doing yeah. for free. And but um, once we're allowed back out, yeah, I know. it'll be the artists again because of the compassion that artists inherently have. Um, but if only the government would recognise that in I the know, future. It's interesting. It's interesting that there's like such a you know dismissal of oh, the art as a, a job. job. Um, Grace, my sister, just recently had to. Um, host a conference and it was meant to be a conference where people were attending it but instead it was an online conference so yeah. she was kind of uh, mediating between all these people all over the world like there were people in Hawaii and Germany and London and stuff like that and um, she was like all right cool so this is going to be an eight-hour conference now because it was meant to be you know everyone was meant to be here all day but now it's going to be like we're going to hear from this person for a while and then this person everyone's going to be listening to each other but in this weirdly orchestrated oh, way yeah. how can we make this like fun, be, be fun and better yeah. and like a bit more engaging so she hired this artist from melbourne who is a illustrator to listen in and basically for eight hours like illustrate people's ideas improvise improvise the ideas yeah. through illustration that's yeah. amazing and, and she was and so she had this girl like doing it from melbourne like on her own kind of live streaming cam doing all of this illustration so people could watch that the whole time whilst they were also listening but also it was great for grace because she was hosting this thing and so sometimes, you know, there'd be like a five-minute gap so she could actually refer back to someone else that was there the whole time and they could have a chat and they could talk about... What a beautiful idea. I know, how fantastic is that? And, like, 
that's the thing like there are so many different uses for yeah. the arts and for, for illustrating and communicating ideas yeah um yeah. and I just feel like I'm so proud of her that she like immediately jumped on this and found a way yeah. to hire someone and get someone in yeah and like she, that wouldn't have happened unless Corona would have had happened because the, yeah, there would there would have been the in person conference instead of the yeah. online conference. Like, so there yeah. are ways of in, like incorporating artists, but and getting people it <clears throat> it is uh, get uh, allowing people to see a new side of um, of the arts and what the arts can do and think. I guess that people are thinking more outside of the square, more laterally about yeah. how they can. Yeah. do things and so often that will include art- creative and artistic thinking and the need for an artist. Yeah. yeah. So hire artists, people. Yay! <laughs> to, our, and- to our five <laughs> listeners, Max, <laughs> who I'm sure like are Please. our mums. <laughs> I don't mom. think my mum's even listening. <laughs> I don't think she knows how. <laughs> yeah, please hire artists and please also – Stay healthy and stay well. And as my husband pours me another glass of champagne, uh, this alcohol stay kills positive. it. So it's important to, to enjoy the champagne. It's not. It's he thinks it's a video that we're doing. It's a podcast. People, <laughs> he just put himself on camera, but actually, no one can see you. So. I can see him though. <laughs> I can see that gorgeous smile. There he is. I've been teaching remotely for the last week. I know the difference between a podcast and a vodcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's and the there expert. You go. You've heard it from uh, the horse's from the mouth. professional. And what the, everyone's having to work outside of the square. But <laughs> it, it's good for us. It's good and it's at least we've all got each other. Exactly, we do. Yeah. Skype yeah. more. That's my yeah, advice. Exactly, exactly. Get on it. Okay, we'll sign off our podcast now. Stay well, people. Stay Thank well. All right, I'm going to stop recording. Three, two, one. Bye. <laughs>